Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tone Alex podcast. I am your host, James Ennard, joined by my good friend, Timmy Lang. Hi, everyone. Roman is on the deck. Say hi, Ron. Hi, Ron. And this week, we have a talker lady, <laughs> Neve Dargan. How are you, Neve? Thanks for coming over on the podcast. Um, I know a little bit about you. For the people that don't know you, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from? Yeah, so I am Neov. <laughs> I'm 23 and I am from Toker. Um, it was actually Timmy's wife that said, you should get Neov Dorgan on the podcast. And I was like, who's Neov Dorgan? I was so surprised when you texted me. I was like, yeah. No, I can't text back. Actually, I can. And then it was when Robbie done it. Then that's what made me. Mm. All right, maybe I can do it as well. Like if Robbie Deneen. Yeah. Robbie Deneen, we had on the podcast, yeah. is an in-law. Yeah, so Neil's. he's going oh. out with my cousin Gillian. So when I seen Robbie do it, then I was like, actually, maybe I have a story to tell as well. So yeah. that's kind of what made me actually do it. And and like Robbie, you have a parent that has died Yeah, as well. so it's kind of similar in a way. So I just kind of thought... Well, he had a big impact on people when he done it. Like, even all my family were kind of like, whoa, like, that was amazing. So mm-hmm. then I thought, like, why not me do it and share it with my followers and stuff? Exactly. I think it would be beneficial to a lot of people out there. Like, So do you want to tell us a bit about your family run up and you were a child? Yeah, so there's five of us. Um, and then my mum and my dad. And when I was 11, so it was 2009, my mum died suddenly. Um, she had a heart attack in her sleep. So I was actually on holidays at the time. I was um, over in Lanzari with my best friend Rachel. And what I age were you? I was just 11. Yeah, 11 going on, 12, what I think. What age was your mum? 44 when she died. Fuck. So um, I think I was just on holidays. I mean, it was the day before I think we were coming back. And Rachel actually had known, and her dad, obviously they couldn't say anything mm. to me, so... We were over there and they were coming back the next day and um, I can remember my dad said he wasn't meant to collect me or something like that. And he collected me from the airport and then he was with my auntie. And then I came back and everyone was kind of standing in the kitchen and I was saying, there's something wrong here, like I knew kind of straight away. And uh, he just kind of said then that my mum was sick and I was just kind of like, where is she? Like, And I thought they were just going to say she's in the hospital or something, but um, then he just told me that she died. Like, So I was shook. I didn't know what to say or I didn't know what to do. Um, it obviously took me a long time to kind of come to terms with it. I was so young. Mm. I just kind of didn't really think into it too much. Like, mm. um, And then it was coming up to my communion, so kind of having everyone then, their friends with their mums and dads, mm. I was, it kind of started hitting me then, really. Like, mm. um, What about like when you... How did it affect you in terms of your school? Like, did it... Um, I suppose in terms of school... Growing up, I was kind of looking at everyone else, being like, they're so lucky and... Mm. I think especially for a young girl, not having a mum is, like, who do you go to, like, do you know, that kind of way. Have sisters? Um, yeah, well, I have an older sister, Kerry, so there's only three years between us. But, I mean, she had to grow up very quickly then for me as well, like, so mm. it was obviously hard on her too, kind of trying to be a mum for me, like, and 
Monopoly. I suppose not, but like kind of didn't want to go to her with everything either. You know, you kind of yeah. get embarrassed about things. But um, I suppose not having a mum then to kind of go to about things like that, and we all know dads can be fucking mm. tough work. They're like a rock. That's right, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose I can't go up to my dad and say this fella's after breaking my heart, like so. When I think of my own sisters, like they have some connection with my mum, you know. Yeah. Milestones like have the first baby, buying your home, you know. This yeah. First day, such going through like the puberty. Like, exactly, the period and everything. Like yeah. there's no one to kind of. I can't even remember that I even go to my sister about it, but I was like, oh, well, what do I do here? Yeah. Now, to be fair, I was very, very lucky that my mum has sisters and one of them, Valerie, would be my second mum. Like, Hi, um, Valerie. So she'd be delighted now. <laughs> but um, she she stepped in as a mum as well straight away, so I am really lucky in terms of the people that I have had around me growing up. But I suppose it still doesn't replace a mother, mm. like, so... It has been tough in kind of ways like that, but... Did it ever affect you in terms of, like, did you ever get depressed about it through your teenage years and yeah, get, get, get you down so bad where it got tough? I think I was kind of trying to deny it affecting me for years. I didn't, I didn't talk to anyone about it. I never kind of opened up about how I felt about it, and I think that's another thing. If I had a mum and it was somebody else that I lost, I probably would have spoke to her about it, but... I suppose not being able to go to anyone and kind of going through school then I just felt like it was all on top of me without like telling anyone I was always kind of angry and I was just getting depressed and I was very like when it came to relationships I used to try and push everyone away Mm. but it was all a part of like I didn't want to lose anyone Mm. so by pushing people away I wasn't going to lose anyone. And I suppose it actually fe- affected me up to kind of know what relationships. It's only the last couple of months that I'm like coming to terms with. I can't keep pushing people away, and mm. obviously the fear of loss is a big thing that I had to deal with. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Sounds it sounds very similar to my own kind of situation yeah. as well. Growing up, you know, trying to keep people away because yeah. that Afraid way you of won't getting be hurt. hurt. Like, yeah. yeah, you know. So I, I think. I done that up until now really in the last couple of months is where I kind of worked on myself the most but that's what I kind of do just kind of push people away and it's always just a fear of losing people and especially in relationships I kind of depend on people a lot mm. well I did I don't know the mm. last couple of months now I've been very independent but before that I constantly depend on people to do everything with me and always wanted loads of friends and then I realised I always wanted so many people that none of them really were a real friend or the relationships yeah. weren't what I actually wanted them to be. It was just kind of in my head of having people around me. Mm. And then when I learned to be comfortable by myself, I feel like a new person like the last couple of weeks. And when you get to that place, that's when the real people walk yeah. into your life then. Mm. I'd say I could count on one hand my real friends now. Well, my family are my best friends, but I could count on one hand my real friends now. Like I've cut a lot of people out of my life and it's the best thing that i ever done. I, I've noticed when, when I stopped using alcohol and drugs and st- jumped out of that life of crime and stuff I started really meeting people that um, wanted to know me for who I was you know yeah. they didn't want nothing for me but yeah. I was saying what's his agenda here yeah. what's he looking you know? for do yeah. want, you know and I keep him at bay but after a while I started to really see that these people just liked me for who I was and yeah. they wanted to be my friend and you just wouldn't be used to it from yeah. From what you've been through, you wouldn't be used to people yeah. actually genuinely wanting to be there for you or wanting to know you for you. Yeah. Like, that's what I found when I went away. 
the amount of friends that I made that I would call my best friends now rather than the friends who I thought were my best friends. Mm. So I definitely learned that time is nothing when it comes to friendships and stuff. I've had friendships for years and years <laughs> and I've cut a lot of them recently like, <laughs> and I don't regret any of it and it was just the best decision I ever made. Like I've often said it's my daughter and, and it's for about, about friends, you know, yeah. how... Oh, it's they can get hurt very easily if 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 yeah. they break away from certain oh, groups yeah. of friends. But but when you're growing up like that, you move into different circles as well. Don't yeah, you? Like in sport, in in maybe like she's School. quiet. She likes to yeah. read, but then she would have been had. She would have had friends before, and and it, they kind of grow yeah, with each change, other. You know, like you change yeah. completely. Like I don't even drink anymore. Yeah. I'm saying that now. I drank once a couple of weeks ago in the last twelve weeks. But it was kind of the night out I had for my birthday and I just said, I can't do this anymore. Just a million different people. All you do is talk with other people and I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. I was constantly judging people and I was saying, I'm nobody to judge anyone. Like, And mm. I stood back and I just felt like the people that I was surrounding myself with was constantly talking about other people and there was constant drama. And now that I've cut a lot of people out of my life, like I've had absolutely zero drama. Yeah. I have friends from all over Ireland and friends in Bali and they're the people that I talk to and I spend my time with my family yeah. and a couple of friends I can even the people I surround myself with which for the most part is the two boys yeah. here my wife some of my family members yeah. and a few close friends that I grew up with that are in recovery but I don't dogs. the dogs, dogs. But some I've things the dogs are the dogs are best friends Jesus <laughs> yeah the dogs Zeus <laughs> be listening now he'd be holding <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I have no tolerance for negative people no yeah. or if people drain my energy or try to bring it down get yeah. rid of them yeah. do you know what I mean I it's different now like if, if that's the place if they're your friends and they're in a bad place we'll help them and yeah. support them through mm. but if they're so there's so much help you can do though yeah well. exactly but I wanted to ask about your mum your mum yeah have you got memories of your mum? Um, I do. I have loads of memories what of her. What was she like? She's, oh, she's the best person in the world. She's very funny and outgoing, like, what a woman. But um, in the end, she did have a drinking problem, so I won't go into it too much yeah. because I don't really want to remember her mm. as the, yeah, that person that yeah. she was in the end. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it is an illness, like, addiction. Yeah. Um, and it's probably another reason why I don't drink that much either. Mm. I kind of can see what it can do to people very, very quickly. And I just think it's something that I never want to have a problem with. Mm. And I'm lucky to be able to look at it like that because I know some people lose parents or they go, like, when they're grieving, they go to drink and they go to drugs, whereas I go away from them things now. Like, mm. like when I had my first ever heartbreak with a boy, I turned to drink all the time. And that's when I realised, like, you never get better if you're going to keep feeling numb like yeah and um, it's all about feeling really it is yeah yeah we use alcohol to numb out yeah. the and then the yeah and constantly do it and every week and then you never once you stop then you actually have to feel everything that you've been yeah. trying to hide like yeah. i had your good band with your mom ah uh, yeah very good yeah she was no matter what you no matter what she was drinking she'd always have a dinner on the table she'd yeah. always her kids were first and that was never, never an Asha thing. Do, like, do you know when you have a, a, a strong bond with your parent like that, and then all of a sudden they're gone all your yeah. life? Like, that's you a traumatic That's a traumatic event. Yeah. Do you know when you start drinking in your teens, then did the drinking become a problem for you? Yeah, I was drinking every weekend. I was drinking from the age of 12, I'd say. I can remember it was um, my confirmation party, and my dad was throwing a big party inside, inside I can't remember it was. And I was saying, God, get me out here. I just want to go drinking with my friends. 
And then from there on, I remember I was in the catwalk when I was 14, got caught in there. And I was like, what am I doing? Mm. But up until the age of 18, I was drinking every weekend. Like mm. all my friends are always older than me as well. And obviously my fat, all my brothers and my sister was older than me. So I was kind of looking at them and drinking, trying to enjoy myself with them. But then I realized that nothing was ever going to get better if I, I think kept. You, you grew up quickly when your mother died. Yeah. You kind of lost that childhood innocence. Yeah, mm. yeah I definitely did. And I suppose that's a big thing as well. When you kind of lose it, you nearly want to go back sometimes. I know. Because childhood is so so short. I think, you know, if your yeah. daughter was 14, yeah. I like, can yeah. imagine her in the catwalk. Mm. Like, you couldn't, to me. No, I couldn't no. really. But um, I, I'm a firm believer as well that whatever, whatever adversity we do get yeah. in our lives, it pushes us into wanting to be a better person. It pushes us into awakening. If, yeah, if that's the right word, yeah. like you're yeah. 23. I wouldn't be where I am now if I didn't do what I'd done. No, and, and we were speaking beforehand, and um, you were telling me you were reading the power now, yeah. and you're meditating. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many 23 year olds like doing that. And yeah. the reason you're doing these things at the moment is because because you don't want to feel the way you did yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know? I want to help myself every day rather than feel sorry for myself. Like, nothing's ever going to change. Mm. And to be fair, like, everyone that's in my life right now is similar to me. So, like, all my friends now do read and meditate, and that's the circle I've built. Like, whereas my old friends, and nothing against them, I have It's no, just where they're at. I have no yeah. hate for that's any of them. Like, I really don't. And I'd say even if they do listen to this now, they're going to say, who is she like? Yeah. Um, well, hi to them. But, and yeah, I hope, I hope, I hope they'll keep I do, I, I do. Yeah. I wish them all well and yeah. I hope they are well, but it just came to a stage where I wasn't fitting in with them people anymore. And like the people now, like I remember being in Bali one day and Sinead, I mentioned Sinead Hegarty to you, yeah. ago, and Sinead texted me one morning being like, do you want to read and meditate before we go to the gym? And like I text back being like I've never gotten a message like this. Like this mm. is so much more than do you want to go and get a McDonald's or yeah. do you want to come out for a fag? Like, and I think from then I just realised like I needed to change my group of friends and who I surround myself with. And, and that's very normal part of yeah. growing up and maturing. Yeah. A normal I part of recovery. It yeah. is, yeah. And I don't mean recovery from alcohol no. or drugs. I mean recovery as, as a as human self, being like, yeah. and getting to know yourself and waking up and, and, and dealing with trauma yeah, and the grief yeah, of uh, yeah. you know I thought I'd never get over what I went through like mm, still to this yeah. day I'm, I, it's only the last couple of weeks where I'm sitting down and saying I'm actually so fucking proud of myself for yeah. coming this far like there's not a lot of 23 year olds out there that can do it like yeah so and there's plenty like there's people that I, I had in my life at 22 that I didn't have in my life at 25 and yeah. the people that had in my life at 25 that I didn't have. As we mature and we get older and we get new commitments and jobs yeah. and podcasts yeah. and you, you lose friends and you gain friends. It's yeah. all part and pass. It's yeah. nothing against anybody. It's just how it works out. People get jobs yeah. and kids and yeah. it's just the way yeah. it is. It's not like yeah. I, I've acting against you. It's just we're, we're on different wavelengths. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's exactly it. it. Like I don't have hate for anyone in my life right now and I think that's why I'm at so much peace because even if we ended badly as a friendship, I look back now and I wish you nothing but the best. Mm. And I hope you're happy the way you are, but it just wasn't for me. And did I knew I wasn't going to get to where I wanted to be in that circle of friends. Mm. So. Yeah. Did you ever do any bereavement counselling when you were younger? Um, I tried it through the years, but I mean, every time I went to the doctor, I was nearly asking to put me on antidepressants because I wanted to ease it out. Mm. Um, there was a few times I went on them and then I'd stop on myself and then I'd go back on them and it just like I never I don't like telling people not to go that way about it but mm. there is 
definitely more than going to get a pill and yeah. helping yourself. There's so much more to it that you need to do yourself before you go down that route. Now, it does work for some people that yeah, some people true. do need them. Like my brother has bipolar and he wouldn't be able to go without his medication. Yeah. So, I mean, some people do need them, but I definitely think when I got a therapist last year, it was the best thing I ever done. So and do you find the, the talking therapies help you? Yeah, definitely. When you find the right one, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now it is hard to find the right one because I didn't find it for years until mm-hmm. I met Gabrielle last year. Um, and I still talk to her and we do Zooms. She's from Belfast. We do Zooms and now have a uh, retreat next week. So it's definitely the best thing I've ever done. Brilliant. What the treatment does for you, like um, counsellors and psychotherapists and stuff, what they do is they teach you about life they teach you why we feel the way yeah. we feel and they bring it back yeah. into maybe a trauma yeah which can be that's hard. trapped where there's a trapped energy related to the trauma yeah. you know it might be from an experience that you suffered as a young yeah. child there in our cases something that we may have done yeah. in addiction mm-hmm. you know and, yeah. and we're, we're shameful of it and we're guilty and and our fear you know and yeah. it's just it's just about talking about them and releasing Releasing that energy, the yeah. trapped energy that's within. And, yeah, they can and, really and every get time in. you talk about it, it gets lighter yeah. and lighter yeah. and lighter. It does, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's no judgment there as well. I think that's the main thing. Mm. No matter what you're going through, they'll never make you feel like it's not the worst thing ever. Because mm. I suppose as each individual, like my worst could, might not be your worst. Mm. That's why I never compare my like whatever I went through to anyone else's because everyone's worst is their own worst. Exactly. Like. Mm. There's a quote from a Bob Marley song: "Every man thinks his burden is the heaviest." <laughs> yeah. So we could experience the same thing, and one might drive on, and the other one might be flattened by it. But yeah. how you feel yeah. is personal. Yeah. And is subjective. Is personal, yeah. Are the other one where if you went into a room full of people and you all threw your problems up on the table, whose problem? Whose problems would you take? You yeah. take your own back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you've learned to deal with them. Yeah. And and to, to get through a day with them. Exactly. Know? Yeah. So what did you do when you finished school? Um. What did I do? Did you go working or college? Or? I went to college and I done a security course. Um. That's an interesting <laughs> course for a young girl. <laughs> I always wanted to be a guard. Um. I can remember growing up, my brothers always said, "You know, one would ask questions like you do, like." Everything I questioned, absolutely everything, they got away with nothing with me. But um, <laughs> so kind of that kind of was in my head from when I was younger. I always wanted to be a guard. I always wanted that kind of power and yeah. control. Like, but I went and done security then, and remember I got an interview for the guys, and I said, "No, nah, this is not what I want to do at all." Oh really? Give me out of here. And would you not consider going back? No. Not for no, you. No, not at all. And we uh, were like, did, did you work in security afterwards, or was it just no. just for the guards? I just done it as a course because I thought I was going to go to the guards and I thought it would be something good to have. But then yeah. the minute I stopped the course, I said, no, this is not yeah. what I want to do at all. And you were travelling recently? Yeah, so I went to Dubai in February and then I went to Bali in January, February, March. What was, February, what was better? Oh, Bali, for sure. Do you want to tell us a bit about Bali? Yeah, it's the best place I've ever been. I suppose compared to Dubai, there's a big difference. Um, Dubai is very fake. Like mm. everything is fake about it. The buildings you look at and you're like, Jesus, it's fake. Can't even find real grass. Yeah. The beaches don't even feel real. So it's very like I suppose it's a glam life that. Like again, an Instagram country. Yeah, which mm. isn't me as much as people probably think it is. By looking at my Instagram, I think people can look at me as if I'm somebody else. But I'm, 
I'm not like just all this glam life and stuff like that. It's actually not me at all. I'm probably the furthest thing from yeah. it. Yeah. I'm more tracksuits and just natural life. But um, I suppose when I got to Bali, then it was complete different. Like in Dubai, I was living basically a rich life. And then I went to Bali living off, Jesus, you'd live off a hundred euro a week. Like, yeah. mm. um, even the, like we had a villa in Bali for, was it 900 euro? You're paying two and a half grand in Dubai, like, and mm. I just knew it wasn't me. And so when I went to Bali, then I met most of my friends that I have now. And I suppose the lifestyle over there is there's no judgment. There's everyone's there to help you, like. Yeah, you know, the, you said something that was interesting there. You said that the Instagram, the glamour, and the Dubai, it's not you, but you did live that life for a while. Yeah. Is it that you it looked appealing from the outside and you wanted to experience it, but when you were in it, you didn't like it? Yeah, I suppose I was like, as you do, like you look at people's lives and think, oh, Jesus, like they're living their best life. Like there's no doubt Dubai looks absolutely amazing and it is mm. an unreal place to see. Like it's magical, like, but when you're living in it, like, the money you're spending and it's an expensive place and i just like what are you getting from it at the end yeah. like there's not really much coming from it whereas i went to bali living off basically nothing and i got the best experiences yeah. of my life so there's a big difference in what mm. you see on instagram and what looks to be the best life ever to it be honest. sounds like you're more free in bali because when you're in dubai you're, you feel like you're judged in dubai like you're yeah. kind of living up to something I felt like I was living up to a lifestyle that just wasn't me. Mm. Like, you feel like you go out and you have to put on makeup and you have to dress a certain way because everybody is so done up and glam and rich. Mm. Whereas you go to Bali, you're walking around your Crocs, like, and you're really at your happiest, like. Yeah, I want to go to Bali. I know, it sounds amazing. Bali is like, y'all for Aussies. Bali, yeah. Bali is the best. Paul, we're going to Bali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you it wouldn't is. get in there, no one is who Bali though. <laughs> <laughs> We get into Bali. Yeah, right. get in right. We do podcasts in Bali. Yeah. There's loads of virus yeah. over there. Do you have to get a visa or something to go to Bali? Um, yeah, you can just get a working. Is it a? Is, is it? Is, we can go to the embassy yeah. and so on. It's get not a part of America no, or something like no, that. No, it's no, just not in Australia. Is it? <laughs> oh, is it part of Indonesia? Yeah, it's in Indonesia. Yeah, yeah. But there's no like you just apply for your visa. There's no kind of. It's not. It's not. A, it, no. There's no. You don't go like to a stream in it. No. 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 Ah, no, no. Okay. No, okay. No. Yeah. I'm definitely going to Bali. Yeah, you can no. get in, right? Yeah. <laughs> One of the few places we can go to. Yeah, yeah. So that's Bali, Mahin. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Yeah, yeah. But um, do you know in uh, in uh, Dubai is it lots of influences over there and do they kind of gravitate together yeah. and like yeah. what's it like it's in a party life like um especially girls like girls get everything for free so like you're literally living for free now I only drank once when I was over there again the lifestyle wasn't for me and I had a boyfriend at the time anyway whereas most of the girls were just kind of wild mm. <laughs> now there's nothing wrong with it if that's your lifestyle because mm. I mean I done that when I was 14 like mm. I loved drinking and stuff so it could have been me now, but obviously I was in a relationship and stuff. Um, Would I be right in saying there's nothing for free, even if you're a single girl? Like, mm. what? This must be some sort of an exchange going on. Is it that they have to pose for photos with the fellas, or yeah, it's, kind of a bit of every kind of one night stands, or because none of them work. Like, so yeah. I mean, they're getting their money somewhere, I suppose. Um, but I, there's a lot of apps and stuff as well that you can you get invited to all these places. All girls will really be free, or there's certain times girls go free until this time. Yeah, a man then will pay for absolutely everything. Like, yeah. do you know when you were over there, were you under pressure for money? 
And is that the reason you ended up on OnlyFans? <laughs> no, I started OnlyFans before I went over. Oh, um, did you start OnlyFans to get money to get under? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to come home. That was kind of the biggest thing, really. I wanted to go and I didn't really want to come back. So Is it expensive to go over now? To get over, I know, to live there, yeah. How mm. much like would you need in your pocket, like in your bank account to go over there? For how long? We were there for a week and we spent about fucking two and, two and a half grand. Yeah, it spent easily, like... I got a nice cream We went on a boat party day. one day yeah. and spent about two and a half grand and we were just a couple, like... Jeez. Just between getting the boat, drink, mm. yeah. things like that, like it was about two and a half grand and I was Jesus Christ. Yeah. I paid but, 25 euros for an ice cream one day. Yeah, easy, yeah. yeah. 25 euro. Yeah. No, it wasn't a small ice cream. It was a little tub. <laughs> fucking hell. I don't know where the beef yeah. come it from. Is, yeah. a, a rare species of cow or something. <laughs> Com- coming back in the plane. <laughs> I couldn't uh, fit into any of the clothes I went yeah. over. There's only three of these cows ever made. <laughs> and that's why it's so expensive. And that's one of them. Yeah. Um, it is a ma- It is the infrastructure over crazy. there, as in the buildings, the skyscrapers. Yeah. It's a different level. It's yeah. a completely different level. But as Dave was saying, it's all manufactured. Yeah. It's not natural, is no. it? You, you know, out of... That it, was a desert, like. It yeah. was. It's scary. Um, and like. out of all the tower cranes in the world, right, out of every four, there's one in Dubai. Yeah. There's Mental. one in Dubai, like, there's so many. And they man, never stopped either. There's always something. Yeah. There's always something being built. Yeah. They're building bigger in the British Khalifa anyway. Yeah. You can't understand yeah. it at all. When I was over there, there were... Um, they were going on to the next stage of the PAM. The PAM was finished, yeah. but they were they were doing something else and I was looking out into the horizon. You should see the size of the machines that they have out in the middle of the water. Like, it's, I've never seen nothing like it. It's you crazy. Can I ask Actually, about the OnlyFans? Yeah. Sorry, Tim. Right. Because <laughs> we, we, we're, we've only um, another 50 minutes because yeah. we want us to go. But uh, So you started that and I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of it now because I don't want to embarrass you or anything like that because I know your family probably watches. But um, you started it to to get to get a few quid together to go over to Dubai. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of girls get into it because they're under pressure for money, and um, is it easy to make money on it? Yeah, definitely. A lot of girls probably get into it because it's probably one of the quickest ways you'll ever make money. Like, and one of the easiest, I suppose. Um, I took the easy way out. I I kind of wanted to go. On, well, I suppose you're in the middle of lockdown. I wanted to go, and I didn't want to come back. Mm. Um, so I just had to think of something like what what was going to mm. be something to make me money while I live away. Like so, I just decided to go for it. Obviously, I have a big family and stuff. I have three brothers and my mm. dad, so it didn't exactly go down too well. And I suppose they probably knew it wasn't me as well. Mm. Um, it's definitely easy to make money on it. <laughs> do you know when you're? Do you know? Let's say I would have done it if I was if I was twenty two yeah. and I needed yeah. money. And if I, I definitely wouldn't tell anyone younger to do yeah. it. I think there's a lot of thinking to go into it before you do it. And at the time, I just felt kind of headstrong enough. I was ready to take what comes of yeah. it. Mm. Um, I done a lot of hiding on it. So I kind of pretended it was me. Do you know when you're? Yeah. St- oh, sorry, you can't see your face. No. So do you know when you started up? But like when you go into the website or the app and you open an account and all that, how do you advertise it then? Like, so I advertise it through my Instagram. Did you set up a fake Instagram as well? No, no. So I, well, people knew it was me, but yeah. I mean, I if tried anything to, got passed around, yeah, yeah, yeah. you only yeah. identifiable. Yeah, exactly. That's smart, yeah. actually. Um, I suppose it kind of shows that I didn't exactly want to do it. Like it was mm. just to make money. Like, yeah. Um, and obviously then kind of when it all came out and. 
my family stopped talking to me and did it come out when you were at home no it came out no i done it just the night before i went away okay just so that i when they did find out that i wasn't there is it common for people in uh, dubai to be on only fans yeah i think there's a lot of people and the only thing is it's illegal over there like so yeah so you have to have a vpn and stuff you're it's illegal over there everything kind of like that is illegal so um so for people that don't want a vpn can make it look on, like uh, in your internet that you're in a different Locked, country. Yeah, so it basically looked like I was in Ireland yeah. on my phone. Like, and do you know when your family found out about it, did they contact you? How how did that work out? Um, or were you over in Dubai living in another planet and not realizing how it was I going kind down? Well, I kind of lived on my own planet and kind of blocked it out. But obviously we had a family group chat and there was just kind of comments passed and I just left the group chat and I blocked it out until I was coming home. Really, like mm. um, now saying that when I got to Bali. I kind of stopped it. I, I kind of stopped it over time. I knew it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Mm. Um, obviously, I was with my boyfriend over there, so kind of done the best to make money for us while we lived away. Like, how um, how was he about it? Was he encouraging he, you? Did, did, like, I, I I imagine like it could cause conflict in a relationship, or maybe no. To be honest, he's he was very open about it, and he didn't mind at all. I suppose. We had a secure relationship on my side. Like, was he was on it as well? Was he? No, was, no, he, Jesus. he wasn't on. No, he's a personal trainer, so okay. he was doing that. Um, so he was doing online coaching, and I was doing that. But mm. no, there was never no insecurities when it came to me yeah. doing that because he trusted me. Like, and what kind of what kind of men then is contacting you? Is it, is it kind of creepy men? or was just ordinary guys or. Kind of ordinary people, really. I didn't really kind of keep up much conversation with people, to be honest. Like I said, it was... I didn't put too much into it. Yeah. It was a quick and easy way to make money. And over time, then I just kind of stopped it. And anxiety was coming over me. Like, any time I went onto it, I couldn't breathe with anxiety. Really? Yeah, I was really bad towards the end. And I just knew, like, all my friends over in Bali were working. And they were working towards things. And I was saying, like, they were all kind of co-working. And I was like... What am I meant to do here? Like, and I knew yeah. then I was like, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. I was like, but it's fine for now for it to be where I am. And in that way, I don't regret it because it actually has made me a lot, a lot of friends that I am friends with for life. Like, and it gave me unbelievable experiences. It sounds like, like, it sounds like you're a curious girl, right? And you look at stuff on Instagram and all that and it looks appealing and you want to go and try it. Yeah. Including the OnlyFans, the Dubai, Dubai and all this. Yeah. But then you're actually you think, you know what, this is actually not for no. me. And I'm going to walk away from it. I think it was more it. finding myself, like, over the past year or so, like, I've just been trying to find myself and I've been falling into what I've been seeing. And, I mean, it happens to the best of people, like, it really yeah. does. And I suppose with the Dubai life, i seen that looked amazing. I wanted to live it all the OnlyFans girls were making so much money, I wanted to try and I wanted to live that life to see what it was. But in the end, it was absolutely nothing. Now, it gave me the unbelievable experiences, but I would I was never going to carry it on. Mm-hmm. Like, my family meant... Not my family meant yeah. more to me than that money ever did. Like, yeah. and I came back then and it took a while to build back up relationships, but now we've relationships yeah. stronger than ever. We don't really speak about it. And yeah. I suppose that's... I don't regret what I've done because... In life, people make mistakes. Like you just yeah. grow from it, move on. And thanks for coming on and talking about it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not easy, but it's yeah. just important. North girls are thinking about it. They think about the reality. There's a lot to come with it. There's, there's a lot, there's to a come lot come with come it. It's not just money, like no. And like money doesn't bring happiness. I think everyone says that, but it genuinely doesn't bring happiness. And the what anxiety. brings happiness is, is what you're doing at yeah. the moment. Reading, that, meditating, yeah. and working yeah. on myself is you know, the happiness that I've. 
that's getting in touch with yeah, your inner exactly, self. Yeah, exactly, you yeah. Know, now, it has come from what yourself. I've done as well, like, the bad decisions that I have mm. made, that's what... It pushed what, you towards it meditation. Me to, yeah. That's all learning and that exactly, and character yeah. building stuff. Yeah. And mm. do you want to tell us a little bit about the meditation and the, the self, the personal development that you're doing? Yeah, so basically I just do a lot of reading and stuff now. Um, I go to the gym every morning, I get up at six o'clock every morning for the past, I'd say, two months. Um, I just set kind of a complete new routine. So I go to the gym every morning before I start work or anything like that. And every night then I'll do meditating or reading or some sort. Well, I try. Yeah. I'd be into crystals now and stuff like that as well. So yeah. we burn in sage all around the room. My dad be having a fit. <laughs> he's the furthest thing from... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To him. Oh, he thinks I'm a nutcase. But I think even he can see like that I'm a different person. Like, much, I think yeah, like. everyone can see that I'm not the same person as I was. Um, so everything kind of at the minute is self-development. Like, I just kind of have to block out people and even if it feels like I'm being a bad person, but I spend 90% of my time by myself. Mm. But it's I want it, but to and I need to. It's an inside job, isn't it? Yeah. And all the external stuff, the money, the glamorous yeah. lifestyle, the Dubai, the photos and Instagram, yeah. doesn't give you that no, happiness it doesn't, and contentment. No, not at all. But you will get it from yeah. the meditation, the Eckhart Tolle books, the yeah. personal development and... You know, looking after yourself physically yeah. and emotionally. I spent too much time, like too many years, depending on people. Like my last relationship, I thought I was never going to get through when we broke up. It went on for about four years, and I thought, like, this is the end of me. Like, if this if this ends, like, who am I going to have or who am I going to turn to? Mm. And I constantly went back to the same relationship, the same cycle. I knew it was never working, but it was an attachment thing where that's why I spend 90% of the time on my own now or with my family. Did you ever come across uh, the book uh, Codependency No More by Melody Beatty? No. You'd enjoy it. Yeah, it's sounds, a brilliant book. Sounds good. She's a very famous yeah. author. She's loads of self help books, but it's a great book and it would help you a lot. Yeah. And uh, are you with a partner at the moment? No, Jesus, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> might be better off just leave that for no, the time being. We leave that for a while. Yeah, and when you're the when you're yeah. partner, the books exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have time. For, I genuinely yeah. don't have time for it. Like anyone, I just I'm just so into my set routine now that sometimes going off routine, I'm like, oh God. You don't. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Any form of recovery. Any I need person, routine. you need routine, yeah. and you need to be on yeah. your own. You don't need any external yeah. character taking yeah. you away from this. Like people you know, know not to text me after eight o'clock. Like I'm not, mm. I'm not coming out. I'm not texting back. But you know, when this I was uh, when I was in early recovery, about a year to eighteen months around, loads of fucking residential treatment and twelve steps. Um, psychotherapy, group mm. work, aftercare, everything in a good place, happy yeah. on my own, and my wife walked into my life when I was ready yeah. and yeah. Up my relationship up until that was kind of toxic yeah. revolved around, around drugs and all yeah. this but when you're in a good place and the right man will walk into your life yeah, exactly. it'll be great I'm not rushing for anything anyway I'm too young I'm only 23 to years of age I've loads to do yeah. I spent the last four years in loud relationships so I definitely need to just focus on myself now I don't have time for anyone anyway have you got plans for the next two or three years do you know I don't I'm kind of taking it as it comes um I was talking about going back to Bali. I won't get into that because people be after me over what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then I was talking to my sister about going to London because my sister's living in London and she really wants me to move over there. So then again, I don't know, it's a city life for me. Go and try it. Yeah. You're not a one for not trying. So I told her that I would. So she was saying she'll get me a job. But I mean, come January, I could be, God knows where I'd be going. You're young, free and single. 
go exactly. and try it. If you yeah. don't like it, what's yeah. the worst that can happen? You have no experiences, you meet new people, yeah. and you learn something new, exactly. and you walk away from it. Does I'll end up somewhere. I definitely won't stay put, um, but I don't have a set plan. That's fine. My you only plan you is just to just be. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Just and uh, you were telling me there you finished the Eckhart Hall's book, The Power Now. Yeah. We have Eckhart Hall quote up in our wall there. In today's rush, we all think too much, seek too much, want too much, and forget about the joy of just Love being. That. It's cool, Love isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. And it's true, and it's good. Some book. It's great. It's a hard book, but it's. You went straight into the deep yeah. end. Straight into the deep end. First book I ever read. First book I ever finished. <laughs> There's a few other books as well that might help you. There are a few books by uh, Doctor George Spenzi. Oh, you, I heard. You, mm, the, the first one is Evolve Your Brain um, and there's other ones then like um, You Are the Placebo you know I actually listened to an audiobook of that yeah. um, mm. about the placebo and I, think I actually listened to something like that when I kind of was after taking the antidepressants and stuff and mm. learned about placebo and stuff like that and yeah. actually learned a lot about that actually yeah and there's another few as well You, it's supernatural um, and yeah, there's, there's, lo- there's a yeah. list of books now that I want to just read mm. and like, when I finished the first one I was like I'm so excited to start yeah. the next one and if people are interested we've a new website toonarries.com and yeah. we've a reading list on there oh, very good. that we add to all the time for books that we've read and have mm. helped us and what that our guests have read so if you get a little, all the books we just yeah. spoke about are yeah. all there with links and people can go and access them yeah. it's been lovely talking to you thanks you thanks too. for coming on the podcast I'm absolutely certain <laughs> right, you did great you did great and your family will be proud of you thanks and best much. of luck with everything in the future and uh, hopefully you'll come to our live show next I will, in the yeah. and should be interesting day. yeah and uh, if anybody is looking for tickets you can go uh, to our website yeah and just just before the live show as well make sure you all come because James is after saying he's going to roll around stage in a bikini that night. the world isn't ready for that to me. the world isn't ready for that i don't get paid enough for that uh, <laughs> but we'll see we'll see uh, see you later see you later take care bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.